Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If your roof starts to leak or your floors really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects. Maybe it's a holiday home improvement project that you're tackling. Let me just uh, suggest, did you have a whole bunch of people at your house? I'm just kind of seeing how this could play out, Leslie. And all of a sudden, you thought, gee, I wish I had done something. Maybe improved my kitchen, added a new carpet, painted, fixed up found some more space, or I wish I never invited them here in the first place, whatever the case. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have had them over at all. If it involves your house, we're here to help you improve it. The number is 888-MONEYPIT. That's our job. Your job is to pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEYPIT, and we can do the job together. Coming up this hour, this is the week when many of us are pulling out the ladders to deck the house for the holidays. If so, we've got some tips that can help you avoid a fall that could leave you down for the count this season. There are thousands and thousands of ladder injuries every single holiday season. We want to keep you off that injured list. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Having a full house of guests for the holiday season, that's always a strain on you and pretty much everything that's going on in the house this time of year. But it really is also a strain for your plumbing system. And that's something that we really don't think about. Now, we're going to share some tips to help you avoid emergency calls to your plumber during what is actually their busiest time of year. Yeah. You know what busiest time of the year for plumbers means? Double time and a half. Right. That's what it means. So we'll keep you off that list. Also, ahead, now that the real estate market is moving again, many Americans are reconsidering whether they should move or improve. Well, now there's a website devoted to help you make that call. It's called remodelermove.com, and the founder will be by with tips on how to decide which is the right move for you. And did you know that your electronics, like your home chargers or your televisions, they can actually use electricity even when they're turned off? Well, we're going to be giving away a cool product to plug that energy drain. It's called a Smart Strip Surge Protector, and it's made by Bits Limited. Going out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question is worth 30 bucks. The number is 1-888-MONEYBIT. So let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Tracy in Missouri, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I think I have water coming down my wall between. Um, we have a room that used to be a breezeway that okay. was made, converted into a living room. Okay. And so from that roof, there's um, an awning for a little porch outside. And <clears throat> I'm just thinking that it's leaking between the top roof and where it comes down to the awning roof. So when you say awning roof, do you mean, you don't mean like awning as in a canvas awning. You mean like a regular shingle roof that's intersecting with the higher pitched roof. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. The upper roof falls to the what you're calling the awning roof in terms mm-hmm. of the rain, rainwater. 
and the awning roof is below about by the upper roof by about four inches. So that gap or that intersection between the two might be where the water is backing up. I suspect, based on your description, that that's exactly what's happening. What you suspect is happening in this intersection is happening because, frankly, it's a tough connection to make. It's got to be properly uh, constructed. It's got to be properly flashed or the water can back up. Has it always been this way or is it kind of just recent that you start to see the leaks? That was an issue probably even before... Us. Now, we did remove that awning and reapply it, um, which is probably not the best way because we just basically uh, used a tractor to take that roof off and then put it back on. You used a tractor to take the roof off? What did you do, tear the whole thing off? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe you were a little too rough. With the with, with those uh, attachment points at that point in time, I don't know. Well, look, there's problem between the two roofs. You got to diagnose it. What I would suggest you do is get up there with a hose and let uh-huh. some water from a garden hose run down the upper roof to the lower roof. See if you can make it leak. And once you make it leak, you can find out, narrow down the area where the leaks actually happen if it's not visually obvious to you, and uh, take it from there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight eight eight. Money Pit. Bill in New Mexico is working on a bathroom remodel. How can we help you with that project? Well, thank you for taking my call. I have a project in my bathroom. We have uh, uh, cork flooring. Okay. And it was installed professionally. And uh, with the cork, you can still see the seams and such. And I'm concerned about getting out of the tub, out of the shower, and the water uh, landing on the cork flooring. Well, first of all, cork was a very, very good choice for a bathroom. I mean, it lasts indefinitely. I've seen cork in homes that are 40 or 50 years old and still in good shape. Cork stands up very well to water, so that's why it makes a great choice for bathrooms. In terms of finishing the cork, it's really quite simple. Today, we just use polyurethane. So a light sanding and then a couple of coats of polyurethane is really all of the refinishing that needs to be done to to that floor. So when I do a light sanding, um, the color in the cork, is it going to change? Is it going to get lighter? Is it going to... It may, depending on how much of that color is dirt and grime, <laughs> and how much of it is the original the original cork. So yeah. I would just do it a little bit at a time and do it evenly and just kind of watch what's happening and, and, and monitor as you go. A brush, roller, spray. Actually, the easiest way to put on polyurethane is with something called a lamb's wool applicator. Oh, yes. That's, uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like a mop. And but but in a bathroom is so small that you might just find it easier to brush on. I mean, I don't know how big your bathroom is, but if it's your standard like, you know, uh, eight, five foot by eight foot bathroom space and and you have to go around all the fixtures and cabinetry, if it was me, I'd probably just use a two and a half or three inch brush. So does that answer your cork question? It certainly does. And I'm going to get some and and put some polyurethane down. All right. Good luck with that project, Bill. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Pick up the phone and give us a call because you can call in your home repair, home improvement, whatever holiday decor, holiday home improvement. Maybe you want to do a home improvement project as a gift for your loved one this holiday season. Let us give you a hand. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coming up, we've got safety tips to help get you up on a ladder and back down again without any injuries. Plus, more of your calls after this. 
Uh, I'll take uh, ways to lose money, 1,000. This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Hey, 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 money pit. The Money Fit is brought to you by Lutron Sensors. Tired of reminding your family to turn off the lights? Install a Lutron Maestro occupancy sensor and you'll never have to remind them again. It works with all bulb types and takes only about 15 minutes to install. For easy upgrades with big impact, choose Lutron. Visit ChooseLutron.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we want you to give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, we're going to answer your home improvement questions and give you a hand with that. But we're also going to help you save your money on your electric bill. We've got a great prize up for grabs. We're giving away this hour a Smart Strip Energy Saving Surge Protector by Bits Limited. Now, it can actually sense when you aren't using what's plugged in and then go ahead and shut off electricity to whatever that that item is, which will stop that costly energy drain. It's worth 30 bucks, but I imagine it's going to save you far more dough. Plus, if we pick you out of the Money Pit hard hat, you will win that prize for free. So give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Nancy in Pennsylvania needs some help with a heating question. What can we do for you today? Well, I live in a all-electric house that was built in the 60s, and it has mm-hmm. electric baseboard heat, and those things are ugly. Is there anything that I can replace them with that's, like, more modern-looking? Because these have the old, like, grill work, and they get dust and dirt, and every time you turn the heat on, you have to burn the dust off. And it's just <laughs> and it's hard to put furniture around it because it takes up the whole length of the wall. Is there anything that they can be replaced with or anything that would or anything that would look more modern? So now you're looking for a way to get rid of the baseboard heating in total with like a different heating system, correct? Not changing the electricity source, but just changing the heat unit itself. No, yeah, just chase just getting rid of that baseboard and replacing it with something that looks better, that looks more modern than this old metal grill work. Well, they make covers for them. Um, you know, if you if you look online, there's one company called radiantwraps.com. And they're covers for baseboard heaters, you know, regardless of the fuel source, electricity, gas, steam. Um, and that can look like a variety of things. So you can get something that's a little more traditional, something that's more rustic, something that's more modern, that will cover up that basic slant fin model that you associate with the baseboard heater. Um, there's perforated models that are just, you know, cover over the fin look and make that that one look disappear. So it's up to you. I mean, if you're looking for something different, you know, then go for a radiant source that's wall mounted. But if you want to just cover up what you've got, you know, look online. One company to check out is Radiant Wraps. Okay. I just want something that looks nicer and more modern. Yeah, well, I think that will do it for you. Radiant Wraps. Take, take a look. Okay, I will. Thank you. Well, if you are getting ready to decorate, no doubt you're about to get up on a ladder, maybe for the first time since last season. We'd like to help you save yourself a trip to the ER with a few foolproof safety tips. First off, it's important that you inspect your ladder before taking even one step onto it. Why? Well, because worn or broken ladders cause hundreds of thousands of serious injuries every year. So make sure your ladder has slip-resistant rungs and feet, 
and inspect it for any split rungs or even loose rivets. They can pop out and you can come tumbling down. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're using an extension ladder, you want to make sure that you don't pitch it too steeply. If your roof is 12 feet high, the base of your ladder needs to be at least three feet away from the house. You also want to have someone hold the base steadily. And finally, you know that little label that says, never stand above this step. Follow that advice. It is there for a reason. And getting decorating done without a trip to the hospital is one thing that you will definitely want to celebrate this holiday season. Absolutely. So give us a call right now and we will help you celebrate the successful completion of your next home improvement project. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Ron in Tennessee, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, I have a uh, a home with a crawl space, and I've had some uh, moisture under there. and And the builder, when he built it, he ran the the runoff from the roof down into the French drains. I diverted that, and it's helped a lot, but it's still moist. And I'm asking if. Uh, these encapsulated systems where they trench the perimeter of the inside of the crawl space and, and uh, seal off the systems with a dehumidifier and a sump pump, um, how they work, and if that's a solution to these kinds of problems. All right, so first of all, the roof drains were going where before you capped them yeah, off? Down, down in the French drain. Yeah, that's not too smart, huh? No, it wasn't. I diverted that, and, and it helped a lot. But, but it's still moist under there. All right. So now that you've got the roof drains disconnected from the from the French drain, um, are those drains extending out away from the foundation perimeter? For sure. How far out did they go? Oh, 20 feet. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. All right. So the second thing that you could do uh, easily is make sure that the soil that surrounds the foundation perimeter is sloped away. Most of the time that soil settles after the house is built, it becomes flat or even inverted. So you want to make sure you have a pitch where the soil is running away from the foundation, dropping about six inches over four feet. You can plant something on that grass or mulch or stone after, but make sure you have good solid drainage. Now let's talk about the vents in the crawl space. You need to have enough vents, so probably one or two on each wall. You need to make sure that the crawl space floor has a vapor barrier on it. What's the crawl space floor now? It's vapor barrier only. It's vapor barrier, so it's it's completely covered in plastic? Right. Okay. And then the other thing that you could do is you could add vent fans to, to the walls and have them wired onto a humidistat so that when the moisture builds up inside the crawl space because the humidity is high, the fans will come on and draw the drier air in from the outside. Yeah. So those are things that you could do now without spending a whole lot of money to try to dry that space out. Yeah. Now, the idea of encapsulating the crawl space is not a bad approach, and many homes are starting to be built that way today, but that literally means sealing everything off 110%. Right. So since you're kind of closer to being able to improve the grading, improve the drainage, uh, double-check that vapor barrier to make sure it's really solid and it's you know thick and covering every aspect of that crawl space floor. Make sure if it overlaps, it overlaps about 10 feet. Uh, make sure it's up against the the foundation walls, and then get good ventilation, cross ventilation in there using some vent fans wired to humidistats. You may find that that gives you the rest the rest of the moisture reduction that you that was left over after you rerouted those those drains. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Alan. You've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, yes, I 
first like to say I uh, appreciate your show and always enjoy listening to it and learning things. Well, thanks, Alan. What's going on in uh, in your house? Got basically a house that's divided in two by a wall. Okay. And on the one side is a living room, office, and entryway. The living room has a fireplace insert in it. Okay. And the living room runs too warm, and on the other side of the wall where the kitchen uh, dining area is runs too cool. How can I get some of that heat from the warm side to the cool side? Well, the fireplace is not designed to be a central heating system, so obviously it's going to be hotter uh, in the rooms where that are closer to the fireplace. That's the difference between a fireplace and a, and a centralized heating system because the centralized systems distribute the heat evenly. Now, that said, if you were to add perhaps some openings, some additional openings, or if you were to add, say, um, you know what might be cool is a, is a duct booster, but not really with a duct. What a duct booster is is a fan that fits in the side of a, of a standard like uh, uh, register, duct register. Sure. It's designed to fit inside of it. And if you had a hole in that wall between the two and you put this duct booster in it, it would basically be a fan that was on 24-7 that blew air from one side to the other. And so if you did something like that that moved air from the hotter area into the cooler area, then you may be able to balance that a little bit. But but understand that you're trying to do something that's non-conventional. The fireplace, you know... Non-conventional doesn't bother me. Okay. The fireplace in a really old house before we had central heating systems was in the middle of the home for a reason because then it did heat the entire house. Mm -hmm. But in a modern house, when we have it on the end of the house... It's not going to get throughout to the whole house. It's not really something that uh, it's designed to do. You can kind of help it along if you provide that path for the warm air to move to the cooler spaces. Here's my thought. Uh, Opening up and putting a vent in high, just somewhere near the uh, fireplace, and drawing air down through between two studs and bringing it out low on the other side, and maybe a duck booster in that kind of a situation or some possibly. other kind of event fan. Yeah, possibly. If you mounted the duck booster on the kitchen side, the colder side, and then the register on the uh, fireplace side becomes a return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. What kind of heat do you have in your house? Uh, we have a heat pump, uh, but it's very ineffective when you get below about 32 yeah, degrees. Yeah, they and are, then you've they got are. backup heat yeah. electric. Right. Yeah, I see. I see. Do you have a space heater or anything like that in the other room? Yes, and I'd just as soon take advantage of some of this heat if I can. Sure, I understand. We're generating the other side. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, uh, is, is it possible to put an additional doorway in between the two spaces? Would that make any design sense? Probably not in this case. Okay, well, I mean, those are your options. Now, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is that there is such a thing as a wood furnace. Oh, I sure. mean, there there are furnaces that are designed to heat on wood that heat with wood and and have duct systems that and blowers that that move the air through. So, you know, there may be some other alternative to that heat pump. Do you have natural gas in your area, or is that just not a possibility? Not here. Not My here. druthers are uh, geothermal, but uh, that's just druthers. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's a big investment. Exactly. Even with the rebates, it's a big dollar amount. Yeah, but over okay. a period of time, it's a good return too. Yeah, absolutely. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still to come, are you struggling with the decision of whether or not you should move? Well, help is on the way in the form of remodelormove.com. Now, that's a website that's going to boil down the bottom line and help you figure out if it's more cost-effective to stay and improve or get out while you can. We're going to interview the founder after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Roxol, manufacturer of fire-resistant, water-repellent, and sound-absorbent home insulation products. Keep your home efficient and comfortable this winter and all year long with Roxol Comfort Bat and Roxol Safe and Sound Insulations. www.diywithroxol.com. Roxol, that's R-O-X-U-L. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, you've wanted to remodel your kitchen for a while now, and you can't stop thinking about those granite countertops or maybe those custom cabinets and new appliances. Well, you're not alone there. You know, for the first time since 2008, kitchens have overtaken bathrooms as the number one remodeling project for homeowners. That's right. And that's good news because it means some renovations are now going from practical to luxury. But before you start ripping up your old linoleum, it's really smart to think about whether it's smarter to simply move rather than improve that space. Here to talk about that topic is Dan Fritchen. He's the founder of a new website called RemodelOrMove.com. Welcome, Dan. Oh, it's good to be here. Thank you. So this is a question that many of us uh, will ponder when we're getting ready to tackle a, a big home improvement project, whether we should move, whether we should improve, should we fix up what we have, or should we go out and find it? elsewhere. Uh, You started a website that's dedicated to that topic. And tell me, what are the criteria that sort of have to be considered to make that decision for each and every person that uh, comes to the site? Well, you're you're absolutely right. And for each person is really a unique decision. But one of the first things you do is uh, try to figure out how long you're going to be able to stay in the home. If you're only going to stay for months or a few years, for sure, then a job or some other thing will make you move. Then Remodeling, especially a kitchen, because a kitchen takes so long to remodel, may not be the best decision because you won't really ever be able to stick around to enjoy it. The other important thing to look at is the the financial side of it versus the emotional. If you're going to live there a long time and you just you want a special type of gourmet kitchen or second story or something, then you know the finances may be secondary. But if you really are trying to get the most for your money, then um, maybe your emotional impact, your quality of life is secondary, and you really want to focus on making improvements that uh, will make the home appreciate and put more money in your pocket. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, let's face it, some home improvements uh, have the same resale value as a vacation that you just came back from. You know, you can't get your money back (laughs) for that, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take a vacation because you really enjoyed yourself while you're there. So you're right. There are really two angles to consider uh, what it's worth to you personally from an enjoyment perspective and then what it's worth to to your home's resale value. But don't you think that people tend to kind of fool themselves into thinking some improvements have a better resale value than others to kind of justify those that they really want to get done? Well, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think people rationalize and talk themselves into all sorts of decisions, and this is a classic one. Uh, Especially there's a lot of information on the Internet and and books and things that say, you know, on average, a kitchen remodel will pay you back this much. Well, none of us live in the average home. 
So what I uh, really suggest people do is, is twofold, is on my website, remodelormove.com, there's a calculator. It's free to use. takes a few minutes, but you can enter in all the information about what your remodeling plans are, what you can move to, you know, the house you have as an option, how much your home is worth now, and it will give you an idea of what the cost to remodel is as well as what your home may appreciate. But, of course, you know, that's just a computer program, so you really need to stop and talk to uh, a real estate agent or somebody very familiar or spend your own time looking at your home compared to the others because if you already have the smallest home in the neighborhood, then it's likely that you could uh, add on and your home would appreciate the value of the cost of the addition. Or on the opposite extreme, if you already live in the nicest neighborhood, uh, home in the neighborhood, you know, putting a redoing your kitchen or adding another bathroom, as you said, is going to give you as much uh, value as, uh, or at least impact to your net worth as a vacation to Hawaii. You may enjoy it, but you know, you're, it, it's just an expense. And is a realtor really your best tool when you're trying to consider this? Because you know, Tom and I often speak with our callers about you know, wanting to turn a third bedroom, say, into an office space or knock one wall out and turn two bedrooms into one larger room. And we talk about how a realtor really is the best valuable tool you've got as far as is this remodel addition worth it? I mean, are they available to you for these questions? Yeah, I think uh, the majority, especially the, the more talented ones that are very experienced, you know, they realize the value in helping homeowners, even though they won't get a listing tomorrow. They need to, you know, ingratiate themselves to the neighborhood and the, and the community. Uh, and I think real estate agents, the good ones, have the experience with contracting, remodeling, and with home sales and what home, uh, homeowners, other potential homeowners are looking for. So they're really the best choice. You know, a contractor will have a lot more of the nuts and bolts figured out, but, you know, they don't really look at the world as resale value and value in the home. You know, they really pound nails and design rooms. Um, so really, the, a good, good real estate agent, realtor is the place to go. Plus, if you ask a contractor if you should remodel, they're going to go, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just the guy <laughs> to do me. it, too. <laughs> we are talking to Dan Fritch, and he's the founder of RemodelOrMove.com. So, Dan, what do you think is the improvement that has the best return on investment, and which one has the least? Um, well, as we talked about, there's, there's averages, but nobody lives in an average home. I, you know, I think bringing your home up to the level of your neighborhood uh, if you have a smaller kind of rundown home in the neighborhood, is really the best bet. So if that's adding a bathroom, you know, a three-bedroom, one-bath home in the United States is just not terribly popular. Adding a second bathroom can just be a zero-cost effort for a homeowner because your home can appreciate easily that amount because it's such a desirable feature. So that's really probably one of my favorites. But, again, it has to be a certain home in a certain neighborhood. If you already have the nicest home, there's really nothing you can do to that home that's going to really make it appreciate any value. So it's so home-specific. But, you know, I think converting garages or typically into living space are typically not a great investment. Unfortunately, sometimes finishing a basement just because a lot of people don't like, you know, living spaces and basements sometimes is kind of money not used wisely from an investment standpoint. Again, you go back to, you know, quality of life. If you want more living space and your garage is there and you're okay with it, then, you know, have at it. But realize that the next person that buys the home may rip all of that out and, you know, deduct the cost of taking putting the garage back to a garage from the home price they would pay. So it's just, you know, the homeowner really needs to consider these uh, situations. 
You know, Dan, I think one of the hardest parts is trying to figure out exactly how much a project's going to cost, how much you're going to get back. And I noticed on your site that you have so many calculators by room. How are these really helpful and, I have to say, valuable to, you know, homeowners? Yeah, it's a great question. The real value is that, you know, when homeowners just first look at their kitchen and their bathroom, they just want to get a feel for the cost of a remodel. Uh, many homeowners don't really have an idea or even a clue what it will cost, 5000 or 50000 So the, the idea of the calculators is to, at the comfort of their own home, a homeowner can just type in some very basic information that any of us know uh, about how they want the remodel done, uh, who's going to do the work, et cetera, et cetera, and the calculator will give them a, a rough estimate, nothing precise, of course, of what the cost would be and then, again, how much the home may appreciate because of the remodel. So it's a, just a quick way to get a quick estimate of... Uh, of the cost to remodel a variety of rooms. Good advice. Dan Fritchen from RemodelOrMove.com. If you'd like to check out Dan's website, simply go there, RemodelOrMove.com. Dan, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. It was nice talking with you all. Thank you. Well, plumbers see a 40% increase in business when the holidays roll around. If you don't want to be part of that statistic, stick around for tips on how to make sure your plumbing remains clog-free during its busiest time of year. Live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and to find the perfect holiday gift, visit stanleytools.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. If you do, you just might be a lucky caller that's going to now save some money on their electric bill because we're giving away a smart strip surge protector by Bits Limited. This is pretty cool because it automatically stops the flow of electricity to electronics when they're not in use. It's worth thirty bucks. It's going to go out to one caller drawn at random from those that reach us for today's show. The number again is eight eight eight. Money pit. Well, the holidays mean an increase of guests for most people, and of course, an increased strain on your home's plumbing system. Now, backed up drains, clogged pipes, stuffed disposers, those all add up to the busiest time of year for plumbers. But there are ways that you can avoid those expensive emergency calls. That's right. And here they are. First off, in the kitchen, don't pour fats or oils down the drain. Instead, just wipe up the grease with paper towels and then toss them away. Also, you want to avoid putting stringy, fibrous food like pumpkin pulp or potato peels, shrimp shells, you name it, even celery in your disposer. If you do, it will clog. Trust me, I've had to rescue many a good friend during the holidays because of stuff just <laughs> like that. Like on Thanksgiving morning, right before their guests are coming. Yeah, that's right. You know, you also want to make sure that you don't run into hot water by running out of hot water. So run your dishwasher and washing machine at night to conserve your hot water supply and the water pressure for your guests. In the bathroom, you want to space out your showers to allow your water heater time to recover and keep that water heater set at 120 degrees or below to avoid scalding, especially if you've got kids, you know, coming to visit and you don't normally have kids in the house or the same with, you know, older folks. You just want to make sure that nobody gets burned. Good advice. For more plumber prevention tips, just search how to avoid plumbing emergencies at moneypit.com. Damon in Texas has a question about radiant barriers. How can we help you with that? Hey guys, um, it's getting about that time of year where I can 
actually go in the attic and live for a couple hours. And okay. I want to put it in a radiant barrier. But one of my concerns is uh, moisture buildup on either side of it, you know, and if it's on the top side where I hang it on the rafters, will it, you know, will it, you know, get into the wood or will it, if it's on the bottom side, will it trickle down into the blown-in insulation just above the, the sheetrock deck? Um, is this something you do every year with installing the radiant barrier or is this a new project now? Oh, this is a totally new project. That's just one of those things that, you know, you try to figure out ways to save right. energy. I know now. radiant barriers are, are popular in your part of the country, but I've never been able to conclusively prove that they do anything in terms of actually being super effective. As far as moisture is concerned, though, as long as the attic is properly ventilated, and especially if you use rigid soffit vents, then moisture shouldn't be an issue because any moisture that builds up should vent out. Right. Okay. So and if I were to put it in, I would have to make like a slot along my ridge to make sure that make sure got... or add add a ridge vent if you don't have one Ooh, well that can get expensive well you know it's not terribly difficult to put a ridge vent in i mean typically if you put a ridge vent in you take a circ saw with a nail cutting blade and you cut a slot down the, the peak of the roof uh, peel out all the asphalt there and then attach the ridge vent on top of that there are there, there's a wide variety of ridge vent quality Take a look at, um, I think it's actually airvent.com. It's the site for Certainteed. They make, um, Airvent is one of their brands, and they make a, a ridge vent that's got a, a baffle on it that speeds up the depressurization at the ridge and helps the air really get drawn out very efficiently. Wow. Okay. So you, you don't have any good experience with, with radiant barriers? No, and I've seen a lot of hard sales for it, and that makes me really uncomfortable. A lot of promises without a lot of data to support that it works properly. Right, right, because I've had demonstrations where, you know, the guy, yeah. you know, he takes a cigarette and he puts it out on there, and it, he has it sitting in his hand, and, you know. Yeah, okay. That's like a lighter to it and all this, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, I would throw a guy like that out of my house really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. If I, if well, I want thanks, a magic guys. show, I'll, I'll I'll go to the theater. <laughs> nice. Good luck, Damon. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead, are heating problems plaguing you already? It's not even winter yet, and it's going to be a cold one. We're going to tackle some of the most common heating headaches after this. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Total Protect Home Warranty. Get total protection against unexpected home repair or replacement costs for appliances, air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Visit buytotalprotect.com to see if you qualify for a special offer. That's buytotalprotect.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you want to win some cool tools just in time for a new year of home improvement projects? Well, we've got a great giveaway going on right now on our Facebook page. It's our Santa Home Improvement Sweepstakes. Check it out at facebook.com slash the money pit. That's right. And while you're online, you can post your question in the community section of moneypit.com, just like Kate in Wisconsin did. And she writes, I have a steam boiler system. My husband says the water level should not be all the way to the top. Is this true? And do I need a professional to come in and check it each year? You should listen to your husband. 
you're looking at the steam system through the sight glass, and the sight glass is designed to show you the water level in the boiler, and it usually is about halfway. You will find that when it's under pressure, it goes up a bit, though, and that's pretty normal. And In fact, if it is all the way to the top, you would not really be able to monitor it. That's why you have a sight glass in the first place. So on this one, we're going to have to side with your husband. Now, that said, you mentioned, shall I have a professional come in and check it? Well, yes. Every season, every heating season, have a professional come in, not only and check it, but service it. Because if you have an oil or gas-fired heating appliance, it will get dirty. And if you don't clean it, it's not going to work very well. And that's going to cost you a lot extra money when it comes to the expenses of heating your house. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of dangerous. You want to make sure everything's operating in tip-top shape before you go ahead and fire it up for the season. So really important that you do get some maintenance done. Now, this one's from Chuck in New Jersey who writes, we have a forced hot air system that runs on natural gas. For some reason, the upstairs rooms are much colder than the rooms on the first floor, even though we have all of the vents on the first floor closed. Is our heating system not designed well? Well, Chuck, I definitely think it's not designed well. You need to check for airflow in all those registers, but also, most importantly, check the returns on the second floor. If the returns are not drawing properly, then that second floor will never get completely comfortable. Best to leave it up to a pro, uh, have it diagnosed, figure out what the next step is from there. But it's definitely an airflow issue and it could be a design issue. And if that doesn't solve it, you may end up having to add additional supplies and returns until you get the right balance. All right, Chuck, I know how frustrating that can be, but if you follow those tips, you should figure out where the problem lies. Well, if the holiday money crunch is derailing your plans to redecorate, you might not need to drop a bundle to make your space look brand new. Leslie's got tips on how to decorate on a dime in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, the easiest and cheapest way to change the look of your room? Rearrange your furniture. It's free and it's still going to make everything feel fresh and new. Now, you can bring in items from other rooms. You know, think about trading out your side tables or lamps or even artwork. Changing your furniture placement can also help make room for holiday guests. Now, you can add a pop of color from your bedroom with pillows or a chair for your living room. If you look at your home with a keen eye, you can actually find ways to mix and match what you already own for a brand spanking new look. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming up next week on the program. With all the holiday food prep happening this time of year, countertops can take a real beating. We've got simple and quick ways to help you tackle the most common repairs a laminate counter will ever need on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.